Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and the old guy, Rob. The famous Rob Charney Show. And at some point, you're going to have to tell us where we can see that. And so we're just going to head out, head a start with a bang and a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. They have online monthly game nights on Discord, so make sure you stop by their Facebook page for event times and dates. You can also grab a free quarantine version of the game straight off their website. Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And you guys just missed last Saturday uh, one of their online game nights, so make sure you stay tuned to their website, and when the next one will be, it'll be sometime next month. Okay. So the the dream Disney World vacation is too expensive for the average American. Oh, go color me surprised. Let's see. Oh, where's the price? Ah, or not? So more than thirty years, she was excited to return to her ch- with her own children. But she was surprised how expensive everything had become. She told the insider she found the high cost of park admission particularly jarring. Everyone in my party did not want to pay one hundred and fifty per ticket, but I assured them it was going to be an experience to remember. One hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. Yeah, par- just a park for both parks or just one park. What are we talking about? This is Entrance Disney World. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming oh, it's per. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming okay. this is just to get through the door. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But the other question is, does that include like like the park hopper? Do you get to go to the separate one, or is this just like the Magic Kingdom? It did. I don't see. It doesn't particularly say. Hmm. Well, considering everything that you get at Disney World, <laughs> but after visiting the part uh, the parks this past March, encountering many additional unexpected expenses, Joan said she realized she had been right about it being an experience to remember, just not in a good way. Well, March, so that was right before pandemic, so right at at the start of it. See, the medium house- Story's old. Medium uh, house income in America was 68,703 in 2019, an average of 5,725 a month. The park, it's roughly, let's see, inside recently public typical breakdown for a family of four visiting the parks for five days would be tickets for everyone and cost is $2,316 for four nights in a family suite and a budget hotel cost. For two, a family of how many? Four. Was that 2500 It's uh, 2316 So basically 2500 by the time you... Uh, uh, Suda budget hotel cost is 2,617 at least expensive dining plan. Everybody came in least expensive dining plan for everyone came in to $1,100 total cost for it was 6,033 cents. And that doesn't include airplane transportation costs, snacks, souvenirs, parking fees, and extra meals not covered by the Disney dining plan. So the, the couple of times that I took the family to Disney world, I got to tell you, even when, when we did it, was pretty damn expensive. I mean, it was something that we, we realized that was going to cost more than the average vacation, and and it did. Uh, one time, Claire, so we included a Disney cruise, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's never been cheap, so I'm not surprised by this. I mean, Disney's not afraid to charge for their product. Yeah, they never have. I always, ins- I always assumed the reason why it costs so much is to eliminate a whole lot of people going. Like because it's already so busy. Well, yeah, you're I always, right. I always thought it was a. Uh, um, it was made that high just simply to try to discourage. 
Yeah. Some people from not coming. In. And instead of having, okay, we can only let so many people in the park. Because yeah. that's the only reason I don't see Disney being a multi-zillion dollar corporation at this point. I'm just surprised that, you know, that, that has to be the reason. Otherwise, why would the parks be so much bloody money? Well, I'm assuming the overhead isn't cheap. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they are in the business of making money. Now, yeah, everybody's, oh, they're an entertainment company. Well, okay, but they're still, <laughs> they still have shareholders. They still have people they have to respond to. They still have overhead. They still have an awful lot of expenses. Can you imagine how many lawsuits they probably get this, you know, between all the parks well, in a year? So, I mean, you know, they, they have to have a whole fleet of attorneys. Food prices are outrageous. Jessica Sarver, Sarver, and again, always has been all the prices have always been. S A R V E R Pittsburgh told insider when she visited this past March, Saver said nearly $5 for bottled water. She has said adding ad for three people to eat dinner cost us about 120 to $130 a night, which is one of the reasons why the meal plans make a lot of money. You pay everything up front. Yeah. Um, except for tip. But yet Disney, but that's everywhere, like parks, movie theaters. You're never going to find a cheap bottle of anything or any cheap food anywhere. Well, I no. mean, just go to a sporting event or, or whatever it may be, and it doesn't have to be in a Disney pro- uh, property, and it's expensive. You pay yeah. you know, for what you're going to pay for, let's say, a dollar in the store, 3 to $5 is not un- unheard of for a bottle of water. Yeah, I heard like beer, like beer at, say, like the... The Niners Stadium, I heard, is like ten, fifteen dollars. I've heard it just everything is just outrageously priced. Yeah, well, they got it. They have a captured audience, and they've got to pay those multi-million-dollar players a lot of money. And the stadium isn't cheap, so and they have investors. Everybody's looking for their pound of flesh, right? So yeah, these things are are expensive, and rightfully so. I mean, I, if, if you're going to do it. Expect it. So in 2019, yeah, the ride I of a life. Sorry, the Robert, uh, ride of a lifetime. Robert Iger, former Disney CEO, touted one of Disney World's value hotels, Disney's Art of Animation Resort, as lodging options designed for people who want to come to Disney World with their kids and can't afford to spend hundreds of dollars a night on a room. It's 90 bucks. It's a decent place. Nice, clean, pleasant place. Except rooms at Disney Art of Animation Resorts are far cry from being 90 dollars a night. They they now start at a robust $259 a night. Wow. For two queen beds and multiple kids don't like sharing one bed, or you need a place where the fifth person can sleep per night, the rate jumps to a very healthy $581. It's the very expensive, it's the very expense, Iger said, Disney wanted to avoid. $581 a night, cats alive. And, Wow. That's insane. Not surprised. No, I mean I, I I'm a huge mark for Disney. Um, as somebody who has a giant framed, um, yeah, I, I yeah, just I Mr. love Disney. I love the Disney parks are fun. They're just outrageously expensive. I just uh, well, you enjoyed them as a kid, and so you you know you always have that image and that idea behind it, and so sure, I I totally understand it. <laughs> it was even fun as an adult. And it's even fun as an adult. So I, I'm just surprised, though, that they're so expensive. It's got to be to price people out of the market, because otherwise I think if they made it reasonable, they'd probably have to limit the amount of people to come in. Or 
or they would say, okay, you have to have a hotel room and blank, blank, blank. Cause otherwise, you know, I don't know how you would do it. You know, the Disney world property is so different than the Disneyland property. And see, I think, uh, the properties around the Anaheim and the Disneyland properties, uh, there's more opportunities for people to stay at hotels and motels other than Disney-owned uh, that are fairly close to park versus Disney World, which kind of has, you know, it's, it's when, when it says world, it really is a world. It takes a bit to get just to get to the park entrance yeah and it's all disney it's all disney property it's all disney property and so uh you know although you see them advertised you know oh only 15 minutes away from disneyland at midnight but <laughs> so my my wife and i we, we did our honeymoon at disney world and we went to the animal kingdom lodge and it was like a 15 minute drive on a bus right when you're you know hey, it's a huge property oh the it, whole thing is that's massive oh yeah if people have never been there they have no idea how big it is and uh yeah, it takes time. There's, there's no doubt about it, and uh, I, yeah. I, there is not a econ uh, scale of economy way of really going to a Disney property these days. And if you wanted to stay, save up to it for it. That's either you know yeah. buy a car, new car, or go to Disney World. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, you know, go go to college. Don't go to college. Yeah, go to college. Don't go to college. Go to college. Forget Disney. <laughs> It just it's amazing how expensive it is. Yeah, it it is expensive. I, I'm now, not surprised. Disney just Disney at all, anything that has to do with Disney is expensive. They make you pay for their property rights and their copyrights. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh I no, mean, they don't they don't just say, Hey, sure, go ahead and you know fortunately we we fall under news and I don't think we're going to be sued for this, but you know, you start talking about Disney and you say anything negative and it was, there was a period of time where they went after everybody in, in the, in the oh, early yeah. years. Who's, and, who's uh, saying negative things about Disney? I paid. The Simpsons did for quite a bit and they got, they were, Disney did not like them for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm the one who paid $25, uh, 25% time, 25 times the amount of the map I purchased to frame it. So obviously I'm a Disney mark. <laughs> well, and you know, and it, it isn't like we haven't paid the big dollars that they wanted anyway. So, uh, but it's been a few years for me. Uh, it's been a bit of time, but, uh, matter of fact, I think the last, gosh, could this actually be true? The last Disney park I was at was, uh, Disney, uh, France, Disney Paris. Yeah, I think that was the last park I was at, and oh, that was quite a while ago. Euro Disney. Yeah, Euro <laughs> Disney. I forgot. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, you, if you break it out per per do, bite, do, do, my, do. my length of life, Disney, you really haven't made that much off of me. <laughs> no, I I I love Disney. I just can't. I just couldn't imagine, you know, doing it every year. And I've heard now they're getting rid of the passes, which if yeah. you even live remotely close, or even if you're willing to do, say, from Northern California, the Southern California drive is probably the best way to do it. And if they're getting rid of those, then I just don't see it being worth it maybe every 10, 15 years. Because otherwise it's six grand. It, that's a lot of money. So that's not jump change. One of the things as a grandparent, 
my wife and I have talked about is what what age is appropriate appropriate for us to take our grandchildren. And uh, so we've been scratching our heads a little bit about it and did the, the Google a little bit about it. The Google? <laughs> the Google. It, and George Bush over here. Yeah, this kind of came out. Yeah, I've been I've been teasing everybody with this saying the Google lately. I think it's hilarious. So. Uh, anyway. Uh, and so it seems to be, consensus seems to be about uh, six, seven, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, somewhere in there would be the first experience to take a child. I'll agree with that. I also think it depends on, on the kid, but I think, yeah, because I've seen people, you know, take their, their, their kid that was younger and it just seems not only do they not remember it, it seems like it'd be a somewhat miserable experience for the people taking a, a three or four year old. It would just be. Yeah. You see it. I mean, you see kids in strollers all the time and it seems to be a little, little young. I mean, cause and, and you're limited to what you're going to be able to go on. You know why right. I think they actually bring their kids. Those double strollers yeah. from personal experience with my wife, the people just run people over with them. Because oh. you get those side by side strollers with kids in them, they'll just, people are just nerf you out of the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. Hey, I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the funniest thing, too, about Disney. <clears throat> I had a point. Okay, go. <laughs> I would. No, it just really, yeah, I know it's escaping me today. It's one of those days. Uh, so, no, I think my idea was that, you know, if you take a child when they're, you know, six, seven, eight years old and you save up for, um, you know, we have decided for ourselves that, you know, once we establish the fact that the, our grandson might be at the right age uh, to go, then we'll probably pay to take the parents along to sit because we're not going to. <laughs> and but but the bring our grandson along to enjoy the the whole Disney experience under eyes that haven't been tainted yet, and uh, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. So we're we're saving already. You know, it amazes me about Disney, and maybe it's because of my age. But the but if you, even if you pay attention to the media, the bloom is off the rose when it comes to Disney. A lot um, when I grew up. In the 80s, early 90s, they started replaying the wonderful world of Disney, the black and white things with Walt Disney, and, you know, really started, you know, pumping the park and all the, there's a lot of magic in there. And, and, and you know, you I, I grew up getting to see that, you know, on reruns and just saying, oh, the magic of Disney. And now I think the magic is missing. missing. And I don't know, is that just because it's a mature park? Is it because I'm older? So... Because I know people who, who still have that. I find an awful lot of difference between Disney media and Disney parks. I mean, just, you know, just just my point. I mean, it's the way I look at it. it. Maybe if you felt that that made you more excited for Disneyland, Disney World, whatever it may be, that's fine. I just don't. I see the two as two complete separate entities. I, I think that's a good way to view it. What do you think, James, as somebody who lived in SoCal for a portion of your life? And spent many, many days at Disneyland. I didn't spend much time at Disneyland when I lived down there. I went twice when I lived down there. Well, there you go. That's many, many days. It's probably more than half the people who lived the near in Anaheim. Uh, I don't know. know There's anymore. a lot of people that ha that used to have what they they used to give like season passes to people that lived down there in Southern California. You could buy a season pass and you can get a discounted price. 
on going quite often. There, there's a lot of people I know that live near Anaheim and in Anaheim that have them. I don't think Disneyland is doing that anymore, but um, I never had one of those when I lived down there, and nor did I have interest in getting one. But there's people that go there, you know, a couple times a year, you know. Or oh, yeah. if they're closer, they'll go there for dinner and go into the park just to go to the restaurants. So and not I really will... do rides or scenery or anything like that. They might go for fireworks too, but Well, having grown yeah. up in, in Santa Monica and going going there fairly, fairly often, uh, even going up through, you know, starting in high school, we would take trips over there as high school kids. Uh, Disneyland must have been affordable if we could have afforded to go there uh, yeah. at that time. So things have truly changed. Uh, yeah. Well, I know it used to be cheaper for people that lived down in Southern California if they went with a uh, ID and uh, some resident form, you know, something that proof of residence. Um, they could get cheaper tickets than people that lived outside of you know, uh, LA County. Um, but I was always more of a fan of six flags. So I'd go to magic mountain over Disneyland. I, I enjoy the rides better. So if I was going to go to the amusement park, that's where I'd go over Disneyland. See, but, I think that's almost apple, apples and oranges, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, the ride and experience is so much different. So wouldn't you compare like magic mountain and Knott's Berry farm uh, kind of similar because that's the way I view them versus Disney is, and maybe this is because I'm a Disney mark. It's the the je ne sais quoi. It's the, the the entire experience of Disney. It's that Disney magic. Yeah, it's a to me. It's a completely different. To even though, yeah, the rides and all that, Magic Mountain and and now Knott's Berry Farm are completely different as far as rides go because they're more oriented towards. Teenagers and adults. And Great America, if that's still a thing? I don't. I think it is. I don't I, I don't actually know. Okay, as far as I know, down, down in Southern California, the big parks are Six Flags, Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland. Isn't there that, that Great America? We went one time. Great America. You know what I'm, that, you know what I'm talking about, James? Google it. The Google has it. Yeah, Great America is Magic Mountain. Oh, is it really? Ah, there you go. I that didn't actually sense. know that. Yeah. But it's Six Flags now, right? So it was must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that makes sense. I did not know that. Because I just remember they had what the, I think the new ride at the time when we went was that cliffhanger ride. Was that ride that would bring you up and it dropped you straight down and it would. Yeah, it's Six Flags? Yeah. Oh. Or, yeah, Six Flags Great, whatever it was called. I remember that. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I was going to say, also, I have a friend of mine who I went to first and second grade with who have reconnected over the years from, and she's a huge fan of Disney and, and goes as much as possible and just loves the atmosphere. So I was thinking maybe it's just me being jaded and, and feeling that the the corporate side of things have kind of taken away the magic for me. But the other thing, being a guy who's kind of in construction, I also start m noticing some shady shit they've done. Like when I went to to Disney World with my wife, I was noticing stuff that needed repair. And I was just noticing like how it just looked janky in some parts. And it's just like, oh, this is, I wish I didn't actually know what to look for. You know, 
So I was on, oh, I think it was the one in Vallejo. No, it was, it was Magic Mountain. Um, I'm on that one and I was in my wheelchair and I'm riding up the elevator, right? And I look at the elevator and the inspection notice on the elevator was at least six years past due. <laughs> and I started laughing because I'm thinking like, okay, um, going up this thing. And I, if this thing fails, you know, I'm stuck on this and I don't get to do the ride. But that would be hilarious if I go to a park and instead of the ride breaking down, the elevator to get on the ride breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be... But yeah, I, you know, after that, I started paying attention to the notices in the elevators, uh, amusement parks and, you know, the ones at Disneyland that I've ever seen, they don't have very many that you have to ride to go up or down a floor to access the actual ride at Disneyland. There's not very many that have that there. Um, actually, uh, Disneyland is very ADA compliant and using ramps versus elevators to get to their rides hmm. well, and that um they are the masters but, of uh with the, the people mover where you know where you feel like you're going somewhere yeah. but you're not <laughs> yeah so um but i've only seen i think three three of those uh inspection notices on the elevators for those rides that have been outdated but i just remember the one there i was like looking at him like i think uh, yeah, this one's uh, about six years past two. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's like a whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to s- switch away from Disney for a bit. And uh, okay. I was on Reddit, and I noticed something interesting. It's got to be real. This is Reddit. from redcap.healthinstitute.illinois.edu. <sighs> it's for people who menstruate and COVID vaccine, vac- COVID-19 vaccines. So basically, it's a voluntary research study. The purpose of the study is to to understand the menstrual experience of people who have after they had the vaccine for COVID-19. So on Reddit, after I found this, I did a little bit of searching. There's enough people, these these people who menstruate to be politically correct, um, who have had some pretty wacky experiences. So pardon me. Here's here's where I, I have a little bit of problem. So in the beginning... Who are the people that could be vaccinated? They didn't fall into generally the age group that we're talking about with people that menstruate. Okay, so I'm starting to look at you know you, you're I know you're you're the all believe it on Reddit and you you just love that that site. But I got to tell you when you start thinking about it and you start looking, the numbers can't be very large even still. For that age group, because it's they don't fall into, they're just now falling into. Okay, come and get your shots. Well, it's 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 the comments, it's it's the comments themselves that generally Reddit is is fairly self aware, and people will usually call BS. And I reasonably, I was thinking, you know, I, I Can don't I know. Can I go on it and say BS? Yeah. Okay, but I'm not a person who menstruates. No, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying my my <laughs> I'm only not either my my only th- <laughs> well. They, None of us are. My only time. my only thought is if now there's been enough people to do it, like either this, you know, there, there has to be at least a certain percentage that something weird happens. 
that they're doing a research study because I just don't see the reason why anybody would spend the time, money, and resources for something that's not at least to some degree. You got to understand the way research studies work. You know, they're like every other show out there looking for funding and and to get money and to get things for their studies and to, you know, I, my guess is a, probably a PhD student trying to trying to get something going and they've got to pick a, a topic and something to be able to justify what they're, t- you know, what they're going to be, what they're going to do with this money and they need the money so they can add on to their PhD study. And so what a good opportunity. I'm not saying that's not, that's not a bad study to, to actually do. I don't have a problem with that, but I just look at the timing and how many people, you know, first you, you generally look for these studies in a certain geographical area, which normally is, you know, a metropolitan Politan city large enough with a large enough population. Yeah. So you got to look at that. And then you got to look at all the age groups and you got to figure out, you know, all the demographics that's going to be involved with it. And I'm just looking at, you know, thinking, and I don't know anything about this. I may be wrong, but you telling me about what they're, what they're saying and what they're doing. I, I, I'm not a hundred percent positive that. Well, even my, even if you had, um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm just skeptical. No, no, I mean, I, that's why I brought it up because I thought it was I thought it was fascinating. Even if you have, I know one percent of the population, would that be enough to actually justify a study? And what you're saying makes sense. They're trying to, a, if it was one percent, they're trying to see is it real? Is it it is it imaginary? It, it, it could they just be trying to you know throw spaghetti in the wall and see what sticks? I just thought it was interesting that the fact that this is a a, a study that. Well, I, you know, I think, okay. I, I think you're going to find uh, throughout our times moving forward from this COVID situation, I think you'll find a lot of medical studies of different things. I mean, whatever it may be, because you got to, uh, you know, whatever, however your feeling is about these vaccines, and I, I'm, I'm pro the vaccine. So uh, you, you've, you've got to look at, you know, as doctors, are you seeing a certain symptom or something symptomatic that's coming through that you hadn't seen before or possibly you're seeing new? And is it, what could be causing it? Is it environmental? Is it something that we did because of COVID? Is it COVID itself? I mean, there's all these, all these factors. So I believe we'll probably well, see a lot of studies uh, moving forward with, with things as, as we go along here, because it's just going to be one more thing to throw in the mix of things to study. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I, you know, I think this is a lot of hyperbole. You know, I mean, they're they're so focused on COVID and the vaccine right now that this is going to be news no matter how it goes out. There's going to there's been a lot of vaccines over the years that have different types of things that um, that people have different reactions to and they do different studies. And that's why they always have a list of medications and vaccines and things like that. Exactly. That they all say these can be the side effects. But since this is COVID and this is big news, you're going to see this. Oh, sure. You're going to see a big deal because, oh, there's people, you know, it's, if it bleeds, it leads, right? (laughs) So, so do you think really what it is? You're right. It is the big topic right now. So, you know, if it's like a hundred people, but you've given out, let's say, what, 10 million vaccines to 10 million people, yeah. but there's 100 people? That's a freaking small-ass percentage. That's normal for any medication or any vaccine that comes out. 
that there's going to be adverse side effects, but they're going to blow it out of proportion. It's going to be all over social media. It's going to be all over uh, the news and it's going to become a big deal. So it's going to be two, two sides of the coin. There's going to be people that are going to, I swear off the vaccine because menstruating people have an adverse side effect to it. Well, they say to talk to your damn doctor about it. So and the doctor's going to say, if you're going to menstruate soon, let's say within a couple of weeks, you shouldn't take the vaccine. So do you think this is kind of a solution in search of a problem type of thing? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> I think yeah. it's just one study being done with, like I said, one person looking to justify their either their budget for their studies or whatever it may be. And as James said, yeah. because it's COVID time, we're in COVID, it, it, it's the lead, you know, everything's got a lead story with COVID. Uh, I mean, let's face it, all news is, you know, COVID 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> CNN should change their name to COVID coverage and, uh, you know, go from there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a sign of the times right now. I really do. I think that's the reason why... I, I, to be honest with you, uh, the only place I heard about this was from you and Reddit. So you would think if it was really something major, it, all, all the major uh, talking heads would be talking uh, about it. Reddit is kind of an obscure news source at best times. So it's one of those things that it may not be reported because it, it may not just generate any views. So well, I'm not point particularly is, surprised. Is some, some reporter somewhere... That's going to be at a major network is going to look at, you know, they're always looking for stories. So I guarantee you somebody there <coughs> looked at the Reddit story because they troll Reddit to find stories. I guarantee you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you that. So this would be a story they would pick up. And if there was any validity at all, we would have heard it on uh, CNN or NBC last uh, tonight. Well, I'm not so. saying there isn't any validity to it. I'm saying that there possibly is quite a bit of validity to it, but they're using it as a means to an end to either. Yeah, I doubt they're out there to warn people if you're menstruating, you know, be aware of this. I think it's more of like uh, not necessarily an anti-vaxxer, but somebody who's against the vaccine for COVID. That they're kind of like yeah, and I know, I know some scare. Right. And, and and don't get me wrong, I wasn't saying that there isn't a possibility of the validity yeah. of the story, but no, it's I the validity of the really. of the story from Reddit that yeah. that has me in question. Well the, you know. they posted the the link to the survey and the the, the actual person who uh, submitted it to this section of uh, Reddit said there's been a number of people reporting about this issue. If you've had this issue, you know, submit it to them. I, I have no idea one way or another. I just thought it was interesting that, it, you know, that there was a study that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of surprised hey, me. You but. know, there's, <laughs> you ought to see the studies that are out there that are being published by everybody from, oh, it's unbelievable. You got to understand how this world works for PhD students and, and people trying to get funding for their studies and all that. You could come up with somebody wanting to study, you know, the sex life of a, a TC fly, right? I mean. Oh, but what? <laughs> TC fly? You oh, TC fly. Okay. I just <laughs> kind of didn't hear that last part. I was like, a what fly? <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the, I, I could have used a better example, but the point is, is that there are so many studies in, in this, uh, this country alone, let alone around the world that are done as some of the most arcane or maybe most bizarre things that you ever look at. You go, somebody actually allowed a budget to be used to study something, I mean, it really is crazy. Just look it up. 
start start using the Google. To I was going to make a, a Doctor Livingston joke, by the way. And you oh. got saved from a very bad joke. So, uh, good. What launched in September fifth, nineteen seventy-seven? What launched? You talking about space launch? No, you're talking space about launch. Space launch in nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, seventy-six, seventy-seven. Help me here. Voyager one. Oh yes, yes. So. How the most distant object made by humans is spending its dying days. Voyager 1, which is, by the way, considerably outside of our solar system in what they're calling interstellar space, mm -hmm. continues to observe the farthest corners of the solar system, but it may not be for long. Oh, is it finally starting to... They, yeah. It's been starting to kick the bucket for the last 20 years. Yeah, but. so they're basically saying it's, it's, you know, it's old, it's having issues, plus the fact it's... You know, it, it, it's one of these things that sends a signal that it takes forever to get back to you, you know. Can you imagine how many years, you know, uh, that that's been out there doing its job and reporting back, and, and uh, we can't get uh, our cell phones or our televisions to last more than two or three years now. <laughs> I mean, just can't do it. So good, good, good on, good on that. That's good old American know-how at I, its best. I'm more surprised that NASA still has the equipment to 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 actually communicate with it. I believe it's monitored by JPL, and uh, and I think that uh, it's just basically listening. I'm not even sure they can send a signal out that far that it will receive, but it can still send a signal that we can listen to. See, for decades, a Voyager has been sailing away around 11 miles, 17 kilometers every second. Each Earth year travels another 3.5 AU, the distance between the Earth and the Sun away from us. Now it's sending messages from messages home, even, at, uh, even as it prepares to leave the solar system behind. Yeah, it's, it was never designed to last Didn't so they long. say it was going to leave the solar system like a couple of years ago? Yeah, they did. How old is that story, by the way? Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's see. This was a... Uh, because uh, James is right. They've been reporting April this for 28, years. April 28, 2021. Okay. So they've been reporting the same huh. story basically for the last few years about it's yeah. dying and it's leaving the solar system. I, I think because this, uh, this one talked about um, they discovered something new and I can't figure out. There are multiple ways to think about the edge of the solar system. One is the boundary region called the hel heliopause that the frontier where the solar winds, the, the, yeah, the super, the charged particles, and contracts. continues thrown off by the sun, is too weak to hold off interstellar medium, the plasma dust and radiation that fills the bulk of space. When Voyager left Earth in 1977, nobody was certain where the heliopause was, according to Bill Kurth, an astrophysicist at the University of Iowa who was working with Voyager 1. So it just wasn't super interesting story. This was from popsci.com, if anybody wants to find it. Um I was just amazed they were still getting signals from it. Yeah, and it takes quite a while to get a signal back. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, they're probably really old signals. Yeah, they've been going um, for a while. So, Rob, do you know who Mark Walter is? John, do you know? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, help us here. He's the CEO of Guggenheim Partners. Okay. With a net worth of $5.3 billion. Okay. What do you think he's doing with that money? Uh, Porn. Enjoying life. I don't have a clue. Nope. nope. And nope. Nope and nope. Currently, <laughs> he is slowly buying up Crested Butte, Colorado. Oh. He's oh. slowly buying the town. Okay. What the and heck no is one he... knows why. Oh. Uh, 
So it's a billionaire is just as property goes on the market, he decides to buy it in that particular town. Yeah, so he but he's uh, so far bought, um, where is it? Uh, I think it was uh, nine different buildings. And, uh, uh, yeah, just commercial properties and just different buildings that he's just slowly buying up. And nobody knows why. I have to be honest. If I was a billionaire, I would totally do something like that. Um, just to mess for no with reason. People. Yeah, just, for no reason. Just I mean, to mess with people. Just, just, would, to, yeah. just to be Dr. Evil and say, you see that? I own that. Oh, you see that? I own that too. Well, see, here's a good plot. We could uh, we could say that uh, messengers in the future <clears throat> came back to tell us that we need to buy property in that town. <laughs> and own it right now because in the future, they're going to find deposits of... Um, lithium underneath the town and he's going to own all the lithium that's left in the world i i think you're better off saying that with mark zuckerberg who just bought up 600 more acres of hawaii uh which apparently i've heard is really hard to buy property well in hawaii because of the way I, it's what island uh, because they're some of those islands are pretty rural well because so i heard you have to I, i've heard the way it works is difficult but i don't remember See and uh, see big the tech billionaire and wife Priscilla Chance snatched up six hundred different additional acres six hundred additional? additional acres off the island of Kauai and existing online petition demanding that Zuckerberg stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, stop <laughs> colonizing the Aloha State is now well over colonizing. a million. <laughs> Zuckerberg's colonizing Hawaii. Over one million signatures as of Saturday. Uh, the pair purchased uh, land for fifty-three million dollars, which, by the way, is a drop in a bucket for this year for that young man. That is yeah. for, from the local nonprofit, and I am seriously bad at Hawaiian words. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, w a i o l i Corp. According to the Pacific Business News, the couple now own more than one thousand three hundred acres on Kauai, known as the Garden Island, for its extensive tropical rainforests. So he's he's probably just building a buffer around his his own lands anyway. So it's not like he's going to go out and build apartment buildings. That's that's nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a good buffer. Yeah, that's um, isn't that nice in Hawaii. He's probably got his own oceanfront lapping up on his doorstep somewhere and <laughs> so this is from new york post in 2017 the social media lord, lord filed suit against native hawaiians owning tiny parcels around his land to force them to sell their lots so he could enhance his privacy by the way i love the the the, the word of choice the social media lord, lord. That, I, I, the, I, the wording of the whole thing is very interesting the way they put it that's that's not leading the audience well, yeah funny. well speaking of billionaires yeah, you heard the big news for today is Bill and uh, oh, Melinda Gates. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates announced that they are divorcing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Bill and Melinda are splitting up. And uh, this should be very interesting to see how this plays out in court and who gets what. Uh, the insiders have said that there was no uh, prenup for this. So, uh, Melinda's going to, oh. well, Chris, they've been married for what, almost 30 years, I think. And so, uh, I think longer than that, but no, you're probably right. 30 years. Yeah. 94. Okay. So, so okay, I guess 94. So yeah. So I guess to, uh, <laughs> almost 30 years. So yeah. So, uh, she's going to get a good chunk no matter what. Uh, and since they basically have been working, you know, 
she, she got in this marriage early enough when he was still with my, Microsoft. Alimony. Oh man, he's you know she's she's fine. The kids are fine. Oh, Bill, oh, yeah. Bill might have to get rid of that big fancy house that's probably dilapidated by now. So I guess she's and no longer blinded her. by science. Can you imagine <laughs> the software the song. updates on that house? You know, not only that, how many times they had to change out the monitors that were building the walls that were originally pla plasma monitors, I believe. And, oh, yeah. You know, and that too. all the updates that had to be done from the time he built that place. It, actually, for me, I'm yeah. just wondering how many times you get out of the shower and he's stuck because the fucking thing blew, you know, blue screen. It's like, uh, I hate Windows. <laughs> yeah, I started Windows 95 days. Right? Um, yeah, I was going to say, he probably went back to Windows 95 because that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 3.1. <laughs> that just um, so um so i got a question for you guys all right what does you know airplanes yachts and mad max all have in common a airplanes, fun afternoon yachts and mad max yep uh i why don't you tell us? Mel Gibson. Us. So there isn't too much Mel Gibson. So there They're isn't all too being combined into one super yacht that is referred to as the Mad Max super yacht. <laughs> a designer came up with a concept to take you know, old planes that are no longer being used, <laughs> taking the jets and combining them into a yacht that is going to be called the Mad Max. Because airplanes are no longer being bought up like they used to be. Apparently, there's not millionaires and billionaires out there buying jets anymore. Must be a shortage of pilots. <laughs> so, But yachts are being bought up now. I guess people are deciding that cruising around on a yacht for a few months is a lot better than taking a, a jet to some closed country that you can't enter anymore. <laughs> and so they're buying yachts. So this guy decided to take the jets that are being decommissioned or no longer used, buying those up and taking the engines and putting them into yachts to use jet powered yachts. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. that sure begs a lot of questions. Uh, have have any of you people ever stood around a jet engine? Are we talking I, about like a Harrier engine, or are you talking about like a seven forty seven? Well, we've heard we've pretty close to all jet engines. I mean, even if you're ridden on a commercial jet, you realize how large those how large how large and how loud those jet engines are. Well, they're going to be inside in the Mad Max yeah, theater I mean, watching the Mel Gibson yeah, in the loincloth. I guess. I mean, come on. It's just like this is going to become a real thing. I, I, I do wonder now. So if nobody's buying airplanes, could I buy the fuselage of the 747 and well, make like a hideaway somewhere? Just probably, get like, Yeah, I'm sure you could. If you have enough money, you can buy anything you want. I think that would be fun. Dig it under, put it underground so it's like a bunker. <laughs> it's round you could that's a it's fairly stable well you could do part of it isn't but wouldn't be you want to have pride and ownership so you want to have it up 
on stilts so that everybody can see that you're living inside a 747. No, no, I don't want anybody to know it's there. I mean, <laughs> but you guys should look at the Mad Max Super Yacht concept. It looks pretty cool. I just don't know. As Rob was saying, I'm not too sure about it working. And I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know how quiet water that's going to be. Like you said, kind of said is like, I mean, there's got to be something. I know. Um, what a great gimmick. What is the boat I can't think of that uses the jet propulsion? Was that the that was the one that we used in Vietnam? Um, like the uh, jets, you use the jets propulsion like in a in a jacuzzi. What was that boat? Oh, um, so they're not the a jet engine, right but they're yeah. I know what you're talking about. They're a thruster powered. Yes. Uh, yeah. Engine. So, so yeah. a number of our patrol boats, littorial boats, is generally what they call them, uh, are turbine powered. So yes, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's what he's—that's the kind of concept he's going with, because that's the only way that I could think of it working. But I don't know how you would transfer that from a jet propulsion into that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Where it would, would use jet fuel. <laughs> So I'm, how I'm, you would switch that out? So I'm looking at the picture right now, and uh, this is off of CNN. So it looks, it looks off of CNN. Cool. Okay, CNN covered it. So it looks got to be a real story then. So it looks like <laughs> they have two of the airplane engines above the main deck. I don't know if there's anything <laughs> below it, but it's like towering above the deck where the smokestacks would be. I'm kind of curious, yeah. like, like how would you be? Because they showed dining, they showed like dining tables. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, how exactly somebody gonna be eating dinner so next the to jet a, engines are out on wings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm just like I'm thinking of like there's got to be pollution coming off that. Oh, there's the water, so of... I don't see it coming out of that and being uh, something that people are going to be buying up. Yeah, I, I can see it too, honey. How you doing? What? Hey, honey, <laughs> pass the what? I just, I just don't see that going well. And talk about not going well, we got another message for you. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. And that was the worst <laughs> switch over ever. Bad segue. Bad segue. Oh, I'm sure you've done worse. Maybe. I, I wouldn't go as far as I don't know. That's going to be in his top 10. Bad yeah, that's got to be. Okay. Yeah. I, I have to admit, it looks really cool. I just cannot <laughs> see. Cool. Well, sure. I mean, I love Mad Max, too. So I I, I see now, for me, well, see I that, imagine it looking rusty and bolted on and things jutting out. It does see. It doesn't look like Mad Max. It looks more like a 1950s version. Of, name in it. Yeah, I didn't think it looked like Mad Max yeah. anything. It, it yeah, looks, you're right. It, it looks more like a 1950s sci-fi. Yeah, retro. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I... Do you think it has the, what do you call it? When it go, they used to have it when it goes really fast, it would lift, uh, the, the boat would lift up and be on planes. Mm, yeah. Hydroplane. Hydroplane. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Cause mm. I mean, yeah, that's a good way. Of, that's a good idea. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's clever. I mean, if you've got all this stuff, I mean, I just, I hey, just, you know, and if you got all, all the money in the world, what the heck, you know, <laughs> you got to add one of your, one more toy to your inventory for our 1% out there with more money than they know what to do with. So they're going to be selling it to Putin and Saudi Arabian princes. And Elon Musk. <laughs> no, Elon Musk's... He'll buy his own. Build his own. He's trying to go to Mars. He's trying to go to Mars. I sent his car there, so he'll have his car. So, yeah, did you... Because he recently said saw an interview saying, um, yeah, most people who are going to go to Mars are going to die. <laughs> it's true. 
And that's what I've been saying all along. And, it's, and every every time I see Elon Musk, I always always picture him going, "Yeah, and um, everybody going to, to to Mars is gonna gonna die, gonna die." It's like I don't know why I always expect him to be like that. Anything but. He's he's so intelligent. You can actually see the wheels going, you know, spinning. Going, how do I say this so that the dumb person understands it? Like, watch his Joe Rogan podcast, uh, his interviews on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, we just give out a shout out to Joe Rogan. Oh, um, uh, Elon Musk, I guess, is like either, he needs him. Yeah, he's like either he needs him. going to be or was on SNL. And a lot of the uh, SNL uh, people, Saturday. they were, Saturday. They were really pissed at it. I think it's hilarious. I, I'm not 100% certain I understand why they're so mad that, uh, you know, somebody like Elon, he's, he's funny. I mean, uh, the things I've watched him on, I mean, he's, for somebody as intelligent as he is, he's also very funny, which is... He's not normal. He's hilarious <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. He's he's absolutely hilarious. He trolls people left and right. Like, I'm actually surprised he hasn't gotten in more trouble because I know the SEC started to get after him a couple of times when he mentioned stocks because, like, he'll mention GameStock and it'll be like a 10% yeah, rise. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. He did something. There was His tweet yesterday or day before yesterday was really funny until people actually understood what he was saying. And all of a sudden, it, you know, he did it in his brilliant scientific way. What he thinks <laughs> it was just... It was it was very funny, and then they went, "Well, wait a minute, that's very obvious." <laughs> they all thought it was a great, you know, he did it just to troll people. It was pretty funny. So you know, speaking of Elon, SpaceX uh, uh, is going to launch a quarter of its uh, Starlink satellites in this in this uh, this next. Well, no, excuse me, let me back it up. One rocket, one rocket, just one rocket from SpaceX has launched a quarter of SpaceX Starlink satellites. So this is talking about the reusable, uh, reusability of uh, uh, SpaceX's rockets, right? And so the whole idea behind this is the fact that he's got a rocket out there sending up, up their, uh, their satellites that has been in space... It's been launched uh, over nine times just for this run rocket alone. And uh, he's got a number of other rockets that are, are reaching that that milestone and more. That's that's amazing. It's, oh, you know. It can sp- didn't, didn't they rebuild every, like, for the Saturn Vs and Apollo? Didn't, didn't there were they, one-offs. That's going to say. They're all one-offs. The Saturn V, every single one was a one-off. So I, I think uh, I found out why the SNL's pissed off. Okay, why is SNL pissed so off? So from 424 2021, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. Um, by the way, this I'm uh, this is hilarious. Literally in the middle of nowhere, it's like, I love Art Deco. And there's a bunch of other tweets about Saturn or, or whatever. And he goes, Baby Shark and Shark Tank merged to form Baby Shark Tank. <laughs> It's just, oh, uh, 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 SNL skit idea. Woke James Bond. <laughs> it's just. He, so, so these are all Elon Twist? These are all Elon, yeah. And it just, you, you think the guy who's a, million, who's a millionaire who's incredibly smart would be doing something else. No, he's just throwing out random tweets. It's 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 whatever just pops in his head. I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. wonder what kind of phone he uses. Uh, rotary. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, probably is, is he it an Android or an Apple? What do you think he is? Flip phone. He probably made his own. 
<laughs> probably made his own. Yeah, you may be right. Yeah, he probably still uses a razor. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm just curious. Just think of the... He's probably got a very encrypted phone as well for actual business stuff. So he's using some of the end-to-end encryption for phones in Texas. I Texas. would be su- Texas. I'd be surprised if he had a smartphone, to be honest. Oh, come on. He probably has one with... Uh, never mind. With what? <laughs> like, uh, he could geek out, you know, scientific calculator built in. He's got all this... You know, he needs to figure out a formula real quick. He, he could do it on his phone. A way he doesn't have to carry, carry a slide rule anymore. <laughs> really? A slide rule? <laughs> you being the last generation who used one. Hey, I bet he's so smart, I bet he could figure it out. <laughs> I've actually typed it in. Um, uh, smart, what phone does Elon Musk use? <laughs> I'm trying to say there's one on Quora. Quora. Quora, yeah. Let's see. The Elon Musk one. has utilized a number of phones from the last few years. Now he is utilizing an iPhone, which has been, and this is from 2021 of uh, May 1st, which was seen somewhere in, uh, in a meet. Already he was utilizing an Android phone from HTC OEM. As per reported, he was utilizing the HTC U11, which was on the previous Android smartphone at the time. So apparently right now he's an iPhone user. He's an iPhone. Okay, so it goes back and forth. I'm, I, I am kind of surprised that he actually uses a smartphone, though. Why? I just, I don't know. You just think the guy would be so intelligent that he's like, eh. <laughs> well, I don't care how intelligent you are. You still need the tools that are built into these things. So what better than to carry just one item? And since he lives on Twitter, you know, you pretty much have to have a smartphone. Or not. Okay, so. <laughs> dead space, dead air. No, something happened with, with James's connection, so I am going to recall. We lost James? Yeah, I know. Oh, no. Well, anyway, you know, one of the things I was curious about, I, I want I want these. Uh, James, can you hear me? Yeah, Star- okay, I can. I want these Starlink satellites to get launched because I'm supposedly in the beta, and I haven't heard from Elon in months. Uh, <laughs> Elon, like your best friend. Yeah, it's hey, like- you know, we're on first name basis. This is. <laughs> it says says this is anyway yeah i've been waiting for elon to call me and tell me hey you get your beta finally and he hasn't <clears> done <throat> it yet so I, I i i ran into an article because we're running uh out of time klaus out of you time wanna, you want to close this out out, 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 out it was talking about how dvds and blu-rays are running out of are running out of life they're going to start stop at some point soon they're going to stop producing them oh Oh, and, I and, wondered what you meant because I thought oh, and, what, and, the, and my the discs are actually going to fall apart. And well, there dust. is such thing as bit rot that these discs well, do do there actually are go bad. The ones that are, um, uh, but the ones that you burn for yourself. I've heard they fa- they've also found it on the the regular ones in some degree. The older ones have bit rot. Well, they're stamped out of aluminum. They actually, they actually, you know how the <laughs> yeah. All right, so how do those rot? Okay. I've, heard, I've, I've never I've heard it, but I haven't seen it. So here my, here's my thought was the fact that because internet is not ubiquitous. So without DVDs and all this stuff, you would basically be put, cutting off a giant segment of the world. Well, there is a lot of the world that doesn't, like you said, can't stream. They don't, you know, they're still yeah. on dial up. So if that, well, if yeah, or they, they use their, like in Africa, I've heard they use a lot of cell phones. Now the question is, would they have, and I don't actually know this, 
will they have enough bandwidth in the bush in Africa to like stream a movie or do like a video call? I mean, I'd, so I just don't see the fact that they're going to get rid of Blu-rays or v- uh, no, VHS, geez, or Blu-ray. <laughs> I just don't see it being a good idea. CDs and DVDs. Especially now what you can't own anything. Like when you buy a DVD, you're actually buying a license for that. Yeah. Like when you buy a movie yeah. from Amazon. Come and take it you, away from me. When you buy a movie from Amazon, you cannot download it. There is no actual way to download it besides their offline mode, which is still within their within the universe. Apple's actually running into the same issue with their buy now mm. thing. So I, it, mm. I, I dislike that. I don't like buying digital content because somehow, you know, like, or oh, a guy bought $24,000 worth of stuff and Apple did something. Said he goodbye. lost everything. He lost it all. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, he lost. They, they turned yeah. off his account and he's actually suing him or was good. Well, I would because you have credit card records. I'm sure he didn't pay cash. <laughs> no, but here's the problem. So. You, when you purchase it, Mike, my question on this is when you purchase it, are you actually purchasing it or are you purchasing the right purchasing to an, an to, actual license? Well, you, but are you actually purchasing the li- personal license or a license to view it from Apple? So therefore, Apple has the right, even though you spent money, to revoke your access to it. So that's the thing I don't like. I'm uh, I'm old school. I like having the, the actual medium in my hand. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, I, it's not uncommon because, for example, on cell phones, it, it Apple can delete apps from your cell phone. That's true. So if you spend, say if you bought, I don't know, say if you bought all of your favorite movies and you spent 10 grand and then one day Apple, you did something Apple didn't like, and then boom, you lost everything you spent on it. You have no way to access it because you never actually downloaded it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's the issue I have. And it's an old story because it's happened a number of times when people have bought music from companies and once their DRM servers go down, you can't ever play it again. No, right. Absolutely. I understand. I don't know. What do you think, James? That's if you care. <laughs> uh, I personally think that Apple is bullshit. And if you buy something, it should be yours. No matter who it is, even if it is Android, Apple, Google, whatever the fuck, you buy it, you should be able to do it. And now, if it's like on Apple TV and you're streaming something on there, yeah, of course you don't own it, but if you pay them money for anything on there and it's become yours, like you actually purchase it. Like so you it, can watch it at any time or as much as you want, then they shouldn't be able to take it away from you or do any, any of that shit. Well, so, so are we waiting for a court case to come out and, and say, okay, this is, this is the definitive. They're going to, yeah, they're right? going to have to, they're going to have to make a ruling on this because i agree with james i think it's bs but because they use words like purchase nobody reads the end user licenses on anything As a matter of fact there was another article this recently and one of the things i was reading talking about this and there was some guy begging people read those uh, end user licenses before you really spend any kind of money on this stuff really understand what you do and don't own so uh there's something to it. So it will end up in court. Because I didn't actually know this until I bought um, about one episode of something on um, Amazon and then realized, shit, I can't download it. There's no way that I could put it on a hard drive at all. You can download it um, 
uh, an offline mode, but it's still within their bailiwick. So you really do not own it. You can't do anything from it unless there's software that allows you to forcefully so, remove it from their server. So not everybody has high-speed broadband like some people. Mm -hmm. And aren't you limiting the market? limiting the market quite a bit when you're, when you're doing things like that, you can't actually download it. I mean, you know, there used to be the time where we wanted to download something that was <laughs> in those days, just like a few megs and it would take all day, it'd take all day. And you'd start it when you, you know, you went off to work, you'd start to download and hopefully it'd be done by the time you got home. I'll just for a picture of Pamela Anderson. That's it. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I don't, I, I don't under, quite understand how they're, Doing that, I mean, do they have multiple license abilities? I mean, if you're, in other words, hey, I want to buy the actual media that it comes on so I can view it. So often the only choice you have for that particular movie that you bought is to just to buy it from their services. Because Apple got in trouble specifically for the wording purchase. Hmm. So my assumption, and I don't actually know this, that at some point in time it may be like renting or view or... Now, I actually have a couple of Apple things that I actually downloaded. Now, I don't know what happens now because I literally don't buy digital content. I okay, do but not did like you it. download them onto your actual hard drive? Yeah, I actually I downloaded okay. them to my hard drive. And, right. and so that's the thing I don't understand is, A, you should be able to, if, if you bought it, you should be able to download it. But I don't, I, I don't, this whole thing confuses me. This is why I still collect movies, much to my wife's chagrin. I buy DVDs and Blu-rays. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I have like 500 and something of them is because you got to stop going to those flea markets and picking up all those. <laughs> hey, I like bootleg copies of Perry Mason. Leave me alone. <laughs> you can't find the original Perry Mason on DVD. You can't. No. Oh, darn. And then, then really? I love talking to him about all the episodes of old time radio that we listen to. Well, that's an actual another legal gray area, but unfortunately <laughs> we have run we'll out of time. Yeah. So anybody have any last words? I wish Bill Gates the very best moving forward with his divorce. I, he's got, I, 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 I'm sorry. You're going to have to move into the billionaire flop house. I, 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 I hope you enjoy your, your Dom Perignon and, and, and caviar. I mean, I know you're going to have to get the lower grade one. And maybe that'll teach you to give away $20 billion of your, a refortune to, to your foundation. Yeah. And not taking advantage of it like any other people. Yeah. yeah. All us little people. So James, yeah. any final Giggity. words? Giggity. No, no. Well, okay. from the, the California pride, the fat man and the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.